just staring like you don't know what it's for Get your shit together, get your jaw up off the floor How come you're staring like you don't know what it's for? Get your shit together, get your jaw up off the floor Shit! We got these niggas looking at me Like I never seen a nigga put a real ass fucking fit together They're so used to looking at these new goddamn Instagram Y'all niggas seen these Instagram pages? Where they literally tell you the whole entire outfit in the price range from head to toe, nigga. So today, Ian Connor doesn't happen to have anything on top of his head. But he does happen to have the Supreme Playboy collab jacket on. And we're just gonna go ahead and skip to the bottom, because can you guys notice that he does have the Rape 3000s on? And those are gonna cost you about $450 dead stock. Yo, the new dressing off the mannequin shit. You a cool guy and I'm black on some mannequin shit. I be breaking next and I ain't even planning these fits. When I walk in, I got everyone panicking shit. Like, like why would you wear those to a function? You know they gonna get stepped on. You know you gonna be punching. Joe, that was Jawbreaker by Phoenix Rap Trio Injury Reserve, which I think makes them the only Phoenix Rap Trio. Um, but uh, highly enjoyable to me. We should move to a city where we could be just the only rap trio. Um, come to Tucson, Joe. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I was thinking we have to go, you know, Helena, Montana or something like that. But Yeah. Well, I think I think when I saw Freddie Gibbs a couple weeks ago, one or two of the like eight uh, acts that got on stage must have been from Tucson, but mm. who knows? Um, he had some. Did uh, Freddie have some some yak on stage? No, but one of his openers uh, had a, uh, a Doucet, uh bottle of uh, of yak, which he, he shared with the crowd, mm. which was nice of him. Did you did you partake? No, I was like two people over and mm. didn't get any. Yeah, that's totally cool. I love yeah. that. I like that uh, when an artist shares. Yeah, or, or kind of gets. I, I saw a, a waves show in a a building that should have been condemned, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, waves should be condemned. Anyway, go on. Yeah, so I just remember. I just remember them being like, "Oh shit!" and someone's passing them a, a big old blunt. Yeah, and they both they're both smoking it on stage. And that's just that's the kind of atmosphere I want. You know, yeah. or or um, I saw I saw a Ween show where they had they uh, I feel like they each had a bottle of Jack on stage. It's like part of their rider. <laughs> they're drinking the Jack and then then passing it out to the audience. That's outstanding. Brilliant. I mean, for a Ween show, you got you got to be drunk. You might having a good time. Yeah, there's no reason to be sober for Ween. No, my God, no. Um, this is a pro Ween podcast, by the way. Yeah, I've I've never gotten really into them, but every time I hear it, I'm like, this is this is pretty funny. I I, I enjoy their irony. Exactly, rock. exactly. If you're ready to go to a rock <laughs> show and 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 have a laugh, I'm I'm in, I'm in support of that. Yeah, um, I will say I did go to Shushu on Saturday, mm. and a dude in the crowd, uh, first of all, or a dude in the crowd saw my Swans shirt and was psyched about that, mm. and then later he walked by with a weed pen and gave it to me so i have his man could you imagine if you'd if you'd had your zwan shirt and mark (laughs) hadn't made you give it to him really did that happen like i don't remember the story at all yeah so paul you and i we met in st louis to see the zwan show i'm sure we've told this story but a billion times epic absolutely epic Uh Uh, see early zwan uh when they were just crushing it just billy and jimmy freed Mm-hmm. playing some rock music crushing it um we saw two two of their shows back to back um you ditched your friend 
Spencer, I think was his name. No, Maddie was his name. And he sucked. He was not my friend. He just His name us. wasn't Spencer? No, there was no I don't know anybody named Spencer. Mm. I I disagree. I think I think his name was Spence. <laughs> his name was definitely Maddie and he sucked. <laughs> um so you ditch your <laughs> shitty friend uh to stay another night to see this. But the second night we went to get Zwan shirts. I still have the shirts. It's bright orange and it says Zwan oh, on the yeah. front. Is this the one where there's like a guy marching or something? Yeah, there's a guy marching on the back, and, and um, yeah. you you had a twenty dollar bill. You were about to buy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, and you get concert shirts for twenty flat back then. Anyway. Yeah, and and uh, then Mark was like, "Can I borrow twenty bucks?" And it was your only twenty bucks, so Mark got the shirt instead of you. That's why you don't have his one shirt from this concert because this is because Mark has one. I think I think I d- agreed to that though because I wasn't overwhelmed by the design. Um, which I'm super picky about rock t-shirt designs. So there you go. But I mean, come on, it was uh, it's quite an effort to get get the shirt. I mean, you know, that is true. I do wish I had that shirt now, and I will go harass Mark after this. Um, yes, well, that's <laughs> fine. You can you know who has it. Yeah, he's listening to this, and uh, you know, he's show up in you, Houston. You, and, uh, you know, I probably would have bought a large back then anyway, and I wouldn't even wear it now. So. True. No, you no got you know you wear that and uh, you know a nice, nice pair of boxer briefs. That's uh, a <laughs> that's fit. I thought I thought that was going to be so much worse than it turned out. Um. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> um, okay, Paul. So uh, here we are. Uh, we're recording our third anniversary show very late, mm-hmm. and uh, as usual for our anniversary, we're going to talk about uh, a whole album. Yes, a seminal uh, album that we really enjoy. Um, and uh, I thought we could maybe first discuss albums we're not going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, the one we are going to talk about is uh, a brief history, a brief inquiry into online relationships by the 1975. Mm-hmm. One of our very favorites, mm-hmm. such a favorite. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with the title, which is yes, so great. Um, you know, it really sucks that, you know, we had so much irony in the 90s and the aughts. Everybody got sick of it and they decided we're not going to be ironic anymore. And you end up with a fucking retarded album. Sorry. One, mm. two, three. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid album title. <laughs> like a brief inquiry into uh, online relationships. Um, and uh, we should definitely go back to being uh, irony damaged to the point of uh, ineffectuality. Because the album is dead, man. <laughs> oh man um no joe what are some that we that some other ones we would never actually review well like for uh the serious rejections that we had we we rejected i got augitis baroon yeah by Seeger Ross. um that's more of uh that's seminal for me and only uh i guess half masked for you three quarters mass three quarters at least yeah. yeah it's a great album it's just not yeah. like one that i go back to uh gotta rock i'm gonna rock that reissue vinyl though mm. um i feel like there isn't what was the album that prompt i maybe it's uh since i, I left like- you by Av- the avalanches which prompted you to say we need to do an album that's not from like the 1999 to 2001 yeah. range yeah which let's go 2003 instead <laughs> exactly uh, we should do like Pink Floyd or something next time. Uh, that so was my idea. I was, I was, way, after we had this conversation, I thought we should do like George Harrison's All Things Must Pass or something like that. 
Yeah, that would Neil, be some some early Neil Young album. Oh, oh, just I rock that. I could absolutely do. Um, everyone knows this is nowhere. Great. Yes, album. yes. Oh, okay. Year four. There we go. We've already yeah. decided. Yeah, and we'll do it on time mm-hmm. that year. Yeah. Uh, okay. So those are the serious rejections. Um, yeah. I don't know. I kind of. I feel like the what comes to my mind. Uh, there's two bands that come to my mind as kind of the. Uh, worst realistic possibilities for this, and they're live and Blink One Eighty Two. Very bad, but very like of our like junior and senior years in high school. I feel like I feel like Blink One Eighty Two actually has cultural cachet because people have tried to rehabilitate pop punk. True, uh, um, as we are doing later in this episode. They're not pop punk. Fuck you. Not even close. Mm, I, I think this whole album is a uh, well. We'll get to it. Look, this album might be punky and it might be poppy, but it's not pop punk. That's per se. exactly exactly. Okay. Anyway, um, so I think yeah, if we if we just like seriously, we're like yeah, we're gonna do lives uh, fourth album, um, whatever that is. <laughs> that would be pretty cry. <laughs> that's I think that's a song in their fourth album. Oh okay, nice. Um, is that for real? <laughs> That's yes. That is really a title of the song on their fourth album. <laughs> the dolphins cry. I, I'm not going to stop laughing. Just keep podcasting without me. <laughs> <laughs> the manatees whale. <laughs> oh, that now that's a pun. Right that's there. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> that's what we'll rename our podcast to when we're uh, for our three month run on uh, the Ringer. The, the, Dolph- the manatees whale. Too racist. <laughs> no, I think we'd be okay. Um, uh, Before we're deemed uh, too annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. Um, no, I think like a really bad seventies soft rock, like the uh, uh, album. You know, um, what's the song I'm thinking of? Um, All the Young Dudes by Mott the Hoople. Uh, that would be pretty bad. That would be pretty bad. Uh, like <laughs> an air supply. Song. How like dare an, you? Well, uh, well, I'm just Mott the Hoople. I can't take All that, Ben. Seriously. Uh, I, this is a song that I'm sure I know, but I don't know it by name. Um, but like an air supply album, that would be pretty mm. funny. Just like getting deep into those, like, those smooth sounds. Um we could do it in Delilah voice the whole I think, time too. I think Matt Ledroit would be a very bad choice for this. Wait, who's Matt Ledroit? That's a four- That's what? The fourth Weezer album. Oh, Maladroit. I I thought you said Matt Ledroit and I was like, who is that? Um No, that would be pretty funny just because we would be giving up on actually having opinions that aren't like literally inside of our asses. Um if we were to review Maladroit. So I mean, it would be funny because I would also, I mean, I could go all in on Maladroit. If someone was paying me. I mean, I could literally I, do it I, I on the spot right that. now. Yeah. I listen to those songs enough that I could have opinions about them. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's do yeah. it. All right. What's, what's the, what's the Maladroit track that really um, defines the album for you? I mean, probably one of the first couple. Hold on. Let me look at the track list here. All right. Um, podcast gold and here we are yeah so american gigolo is the first mm. title first track actually mm-hmm. wow it all comes back around joe it does. um 
I think Kip Fishing is maybe the most Maladroit song, but the one that I actually mm-hmm. that actually gets stuck mm-hmm. in my head is Burnt Jam, just because it's got a pretty good oh, if dumb hell riff. yes. Burnt Jam rules. Yeah. That's kind of like a it's it's a unique Weezer track because it really combines the smooth jams of like the first the first album, the blue album, with later Weezer. Mm-hmm. And they never they never managed to do that again. They literally never managed to do that again over a course of like seven or eight, however many albums there are. Yeah, and that song they released a demo of with just dummy do 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 lyrics. Yes, uh, before the album, and I mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, this is really great uh, before it came out, and then. Uh, but um, slob and slave on that album, mm, both good good ass Weezer songs. You know, I got to be honest, I don't remember those by name. Uh, I'm sure I would know once I started playing it again. They're the good songs, track okay. six and track nine. All right. <laughs> uh, we we heard at least one of them. Yes, nice. <laughs> uh, when we saw them on the Maladroit tour in Atlanta. Yes, at a seated. We were room. not. We were not seated next to each other. Yep. Even we though it was love. like not that full, and we probably could have walked to each other. <laughs> yes. Oh, totally. We could have hung out by each other. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't do that. I, is... I don't know. We, you know, we 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 hung out for like the entire rest of the day together. Like, yeah, from but... seeing the special goodness, Sparta, and Dashboard Confessional. Like, oh yeah, we 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 sat together and through all of that. Yeah. Just when Weezer came on, you know, yeah. we went into our own zone. That was cool. Do you realize, Joe, we're at like minute 15 of our intro right now? Yeah, that's the worst of the uh, the four Weezer shows I saw that summer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw it them was, in, in New York and New Jersey and, and D.C. Like, and all three of those shows were better. Yeah, it was it was you know it was fun to sit to see Weezer, but it was not one of the top concert I mean, experiences. In of my life. retrospect, it's important because you and I have seen Rivers, Tom, and Billy. Yeah. You know, together. So it was important for that. That that's that a good purpose. point. That's a good point. We really hit the trifecta. We of did our high school bands. Yes. together. Yes, as bros. Yes, as we were talking about the Swan Show, mm-hmm. bring it all back together. Yeah, let's let's end this godforsaken intro before it hits twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, any other terrible albums you want to briefly mention? Um, man, there must be. There must be something that would be really funny to just go deep on. Something like, the B-52s. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> the all... Tears for deep, fears. A deep inter, uh, dive into every image in Rock Lobster. Yes. Um, they're actually uh, a good band. They just have that one novelty song. I, I <laughs> feel like... Those two um, novelty songs, I should say. I feel like Pink Floyd would be the edge of what's good for us. See, Pink Floyd would be good. That's a great band, seminal, and um, not from literally when we were uh, crying about girls every day. Um, So those are are good characteristics to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, we need something, like the worst would be something that's like... um, Hmm. What's, I, a, what's the Creed sting, would be pretty funny. Creed what's the would be sting pretty album funny. that has Fields of Gold on it. <laughs> See, again, that would probably be good. Probably to, a good. That's <laughs> probably a good album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, but like if we were going deep into like, like with arms wide from, open, just cut to two hours from now. I'm just like weeping to that sting <laughs> album. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. 
drop the fucking beat. Let's try to sing along to that song together across a uh, one-second delay from yes. the internet. Paul, um, welcome to Savage Beast. I'm Joe Gallagher. With me, as always, it's Paul McLeod. Hey, that's just my name. That's all yeah. you said. Yeah, nothing nothing else. What? Yeah. Why would I say anything else? I don't know, man. Maybe because mm. um, uh, I don't know. Uh, we're here to talk about the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Fever to Tell Joe. We are. This is our third anniversary. We've been doing this podcast for more than three years. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we just remember now that we needed to do a third anniversary show. Yeah. If uh, we had gumption, we could have like graduated college in the time we've spent doing this. Podcast. Yeah. Uh, as our With friend about Todd as much did uh, before he told us to fuck off. <laughs> Love you, Todd. Um, we are here to talk about the yeah yeah yes fever to tell. Sir, we are. Paul, when, um, you, when you told me, when you suggested this album, I was mm-hmm. shocked. Really? I was shocked. I mean, I, I, I hadn't even thought about it. I, the, the idea of this being uh, a seminal album, mm-hmm. it, it hadn't crossed my mind. And yet, as soon as you suggested it, uh, I was uh, titillated. Mm-hmm. Stimulated. Well, these are things that I love to do to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then yeah. I, I knew immediately that you were right. This is uh, uh, not just an important album, but a good album. A very, very good album. And I, I think that uh, it's uh, worth, I, before we get into this, it's worth a re-listen from start to finish. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you you actually could almost have done it in the time this podcast has gone on so far. Yes, I've listened to it three times. Uh-huh. And I, I've just I've just loved it every it's, time. I've you been know, high, I've been sober, <laughs> and I've been running for those Ooh. three times. Excellent work. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. You know, I um. I think I do. I did like it more going back to it now than I did at mm-hmm. the time. When it came out, mm-hmm. partially because I would say the second half of the album is a little stronger than the first, and mm-hmm. I was in perhaps in the in the buying a CD era. I was in only uh, absolutely perfect albums mode, but um, the this this album rules. Um, mm-hmm. 
And uh, I think it rules in retrospect possibly also even more because um, uh, Rock died uh, mm-hmm. in the interim between uh, when this album came out and now. And um, we're all, well, you and I are still sad about that. And this album mm. is definitely Rock. There's this album not is, really this album question is a about pog. That. And you didn't recognize a pog for a pog back then. <laughs> Joe, does everything have to be a reference to our group chat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you can't deny it. Yeah. All right. So I started this off with the song Rich. Okay. Um, First song on the album. Let's listen to it. Yeah, we just did. Um <laughs> And um, I think this is a, a classic case of a band uh, opening with um, mm. basically a demo of what they do. Mm. Yes. Um, so yes, we get yes, yes. <laughs> we get the, uh, um, uh, <laughs> the clever little hook uh, uh, guitar uh, melody thing, which I saw them live in this era, Ooh. and. Yeah, I wondered how they would pull this off because they're clear because the band is famously, you know, three people, mm-hmm. none of whom play bass. We got a drummer, a guitarist, mm-hmm. and a singer. Um, and uh, uh, I was also a little bit more. Um, by the way, aside, I looked up Maladroit when we were talking about it a minute ago, and mm-hmm. I just noticed on my screen, ninety-five percent of Google users liked this album. Yeah, which, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm, hell I'm downloading yeah. it just for that. Um, Anyway, um, oh that's too I, high. Will, I will defend Maladroit. It is not a 95% album. I absolutely will defend it. Okay, uh, let's go. Yeah, it's not 95%. That doesn't mean any of the songs are bad. <laughs> okay, back to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, so we've got that. And I was a little more concerned about punk uh, back in the day. Like, everything mm-hmm. has to be DIY. And so... I, I remember being conflicted about the fact that Nick Zinner, the guitarist, um, you know, like looped that thing with a pedal in their live show and then played the riff, uh, uh, you know, separately afterwards. But mm. you know, um, acceptable in retrospect. Um, uh, and then the riff is just monstrous and thundering, which is um, uh, awesome. And then uh, Karen O comes in, and in this song, she doesn't. The one thing she doesn't show is sort of her soulfulness, which we'll get into later. But we get the strutting, uh, screaming Karen O, um, which, I mean, honestly, that scream she pulls off in the section we just heard, um, where it sounds like she's shrieking and choking at the same time, mm-hmm. is badass, and I love it. And um, the song just sort of uh, continues making all those elements they drop on you right at the beginning more awesome as they go along um, with, uh, uh, you know, varying the buildup and uh, slamming you with the chorus and the bridge every single time. Uh, Great song. One of their best. Uh, Yeah, I think when I when I loaded up this album. Uh, I really wasn't. I really wasn't ready for how good it was. That's yeah. just, that's that's the only way I can say it. It it was just better than I thought. And this song really embodies the uh, the mission of the album, or it it kind of um, 
yeah describes what happens uh because it goes from as we talked about it like kind of pop punk beginnings mm-hmm. to when you get to the chorus it's an alternative rock song I mean, it just completely changes and it and launches you forward mm-hmm. into the rest of the album and and it's uh it's awesome yeah, it's sort of like they took the 90s loud, quiet, loud paradigm mm-hmm. and uh, punked it up even more. Um, it kind of came out of punk originally. And, but, and I think yeah. I think that's when you, you know, as we go through this album, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's sort of the theme of it is that it's this band that is an, a really good alternative rock band that has decided to make a pop punk album. That's and not a bad way to put look at it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that there are different ways this comes forward as as we proceed. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. So Rich, uh, I think uh, a, a, a paragon of the yeah yeah yeahs at their most bombastic. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Any others from you, Joe? Before we move on to your first choice? No, no. Let's listen to my first choice, man. So I'll kind of count it off. I'll count it off. One, one, two, three, go. I got a is it to pull off 80s 80s stadium rock uh in the in the 2000s while still being true to the pop punk and pony show that you're putting on to hide the fact that you want to be a 70s prog rock band (laughs) that's hard that's hard to do and that's what's going on here and man what what a statement this song is so um, I have to quibble with your characterization of this as pop punk. It's just, mm. to me, it's it's punk with uh, heavy '90s style guitars, and uh, made by weirdos. No, but every every song is saying "fuck you" to pop punk in one way or the other. That's that's my that's your thesis. Pop punk take on this. I see. Um, Certainly, I do get what you're saying with the 80s stadium rock thing, because mm-hmm. it's like they took one of those riffs and, like, um, you know, heightened the contradictions on it, like, in this song. Um, they, uh, you know, pulled the chords a little, a, f- a couple intervals farther apart and um, uh, also turned up the d- the dynamic shifts where, you know, you've sort of got choked guitars and then all of a sudden... Um, yeah, that's yeah. a good point, the way you put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and then Karen O comes in. Mm-hmm. She's stopping all over your doubts. Absolutely. And she's saying she's got hers. 
uh, and will continue to do so, whether you get yours or not. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a man who mm-hmm. makes her want to kill. Exactly. I do enjoy the Karen O wordplay. Uh, the lyrics are not uh, 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 lengthy on this album, but, you know, going from I got a man who makes me want to kill to I got a man who makes me want to die, it's effective in a rock song yeah. context. It's and good then stuff. she dives now. I've got a fever to tell, which, of mm-hmm. course, uh, name of the album. Good lyric. Good lyric, especially because we do what we got to do real well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got a fever to tell. Um, it goes really well with the riff underneath it. Uh, uh you know um this is an, an example for me of why this album is so good because this is not even in the top half of my songs on this album mm-hmm. but it's still yes. clearly a great song yes agreed um cool all right ball you're next okay so next we have uh pin mm-hmm. and that's coming right at you yeah I really need to introduce these in the delight of the voice. radio I the show. Yeah. All right, this is a track that makes uh, me think about um, how I don't like this person, but the sex is good. Uh, <laughs> don't listen more Danny Brown. <laughs> <laughs> the Delilah Danny Brown hour would be uh, awesome. I would I would totally sign up for that. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Double clicking grown up. <laughs> That was Pin, um, the sixth track on this uh, continuously excellent album. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is the point for me where the album really kicks into gear because uh, from here on out, it's pretty much all bangers. Um, And uh, this one is interesting because it's actually a fairly slight song. It's a flat two minutes long. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it also uh, previously appeared on the Pin EP, and clearly um, was not recorded and or mastered the same way. You can hear sonic differences in the way the guitars and the drums hit you. But um, nonetheless, uh, for being just like a pure little blast of perfect uh, uh, alt rock, uh, I really love it. Um, it's it's just kind of the little details. Like it's a good riff, um, but the way that Nick Zinner sort of bends the transitions between the chords which is not even like that weird, but somehow uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him credit for having ex- exceptionally good guitar technique. Um, it really p- 
pulls my ear in every time it goes like let's let's talk about him let's talk about let's talk about him on this album yeah the guitar the riffs uh-huh are unbelievable they're so good un fucking believable he he just kind of he didn't i feel like he he walked into this not giving a fuck about Mm -hmm. anything except playing the most just pure yeah guitar riffs possible he's like Like, this is what any guitarist would play at this point yes and and it needs to feel like it is going to rip the audience's head off every time i slam into a chord yes it's it's beautiful i mean every single song he Mm -hmm. he never takes the song off he's never just playing the melody he's he's playing a riff Mm -hmm. that is memorable if you any uh there's 12 songs on this album including the secret song at the end and all 12 Mm -hmm. of them have a just absolutely uh unforgettable guitar lick if it's your favorite song yeah, and that's really what Pin is built around is just mm-hmm. like that. Um and uh you know it's also impressive uh seeing them live because he is mm-hmm. a a very small man, like mm-hmm. just a, an elfin, I think, guy yeah, is the way. You've would... seen them live. Huh? You've seen them live. Yes, I mentioned this earlier, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't remember anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw them uh, uh on the tour for this album and um I too have seen them. Excellent, Live. Joe. I am proud of you. Um, yes. And uh, before no, so was, Modest Mouse, that's oh, opening for them. That's a good show. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a some sort of festival. That's a sick show. Oh um, my god, yes. Except between <laughs> the two was Guster. For a second there, I thought that Guster was um, Duster, and I thought Ooh, that was cool. I, oh, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would have been not. a good show. Yeah, yeah, yes. Duster and Modest Mouse. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking of Duster. That is not the same band. Um, Very confusing. And then yeah, I also get type, Grouper. This was a show. I spent like $40 to get drunk at this show. You know what <laughs> like you got to do. Nice. Uh, I always get Grouper mixed up in that uh, mm. selection mm. of bands as well, uh, just because of the name similarities. Anyway. We're still talking um, about Fever to Tell. Yeah. And uh, specifically Pin great uh-huh. song um i do think the one weird thing about this uh song that i can only kind of get over is um Carino's decision to uh vocally double the riff mm-hmm. um which is kind of cool and also kind of weird it's just like uh i think we 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 i don't know it's the kind of thing that every person singing along to the song would do and it's sort of uh funny for the lead singer to be doing it as well but yeah. you know what that's how Karen O rolled at this point. It is. Let's listen to No, No, No. All right.
another example of some just absolutely savage riffage. Um, perhaps the most over-the-top uh, uh, riff on the album. Uh, I'm going to say that's an octave interval they're doing, whatever. I could be wrong. Um, <coughs> but uh, this one I appreciate because you get uh, the real contrast. Joe, are you there, by the way? Fuck. Joe, can you hear me? Ah, can you there hear you me? Are. Yes, now I can hear you. Ah, uh, yes. I just I just had clicked the microphone off. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. you need that. Yes. Um mm. All right. You I think missed my me model- saying sexual. <laughs> <laughs> um No, uh uh I I appreciate uh about the song that it uh gives us um sort of this like weird soulful mm. sor- sorrowful Kirino. Um, and then, uh, during the, the verses and then it launches into, um, as slamming of a riff as there is on the album, which is saying something and yes. And then that goes through the chorus and then we go, uh, to an even more slamming riff afterwards. And the drummer is killing it. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things a rock drummer can do is just before the riff drops, uh, is do the double snare hit like um so uh and he does that here it's a it's an old technique but it works um and uh eventually the song goes into um a sort of uh dubby tape loop uh version of the riff that um yeah with the benefit of 15 (laughs) extra years of knowing about music I now identify as uh, sort of a uh, This Heat homage uh, to call back to an album we reviewed on here earlier um, that yeah. uh, is uh, is definitely listenable, I, too. I'd keep dropping into that uh, uh, optimistic range, mm. uh, that uh, um, Mouth of Babes range, where we just, we just hear that slower... Mm-hmm. Uh, more luscious version of the song. Yeah, yeah. That thing at optimistic. Honestly, the the last two measures of that song or whatever. I I I wish were uh, another version of the song that yes. I had. I mean, when we get okay, we're gonna get to two, uh, twenty twenty. I think we're gonna make it to that uh-huh. year, and the kid a twentieth anniversary edition. Did we already? Mm, it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, we have to. I'm, you know, beautiful. I'm gonna. I'm holding off on buying Kid A on vinyl because I know that next year oh, is gonna be an yes. incredible oh, reissue. Hell yes, I'm gonna. I'm saving like five hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's gonna be five hundred dollars, but I got. But that you're gonna reserved. buy five copies. I got that reserved for this. Yes, I need two copies. Mm-hmm. In case the one, you know, I play it too much. You yeah, you need one to give to Gabe on his twentieth birthday. That's the thing. Yes, I have my parents beautiful edition of wish you were here oh. and it sounds so good except when you get to the song wish you were here they listen to it a lot apparently oh man a little rough yeah that sucks that's a problem. i noticed th- but it's that beautiful on... i mean you know i'm i'll listen to shine on you crazy diamond it's pristine i'm not yeah. complaining uh, i'm complaining little yeah well you know um it's funny that people would actually just like stand up and move the the needle back a whole mm-hmm. song and just listen to it again. Like, 
even when that was the uh, technology they, we had available to us. You know, they they gave me the they they uh, had a just beautiful copy of Sergeant Pepper's. Mm. Uh, so I'm just I'm thankful for that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's got the stickers and everything. That's pretty dope. Beautiful. Um, what are, what song are we talking about? What are we talking about? Here? We were talking about no, no, no. Good song. Yeah. Uh, Paul, um, next up. Yeah. On this album, it's Maps. It's the song everybody mm-hmm. came here to listen to. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Maps, baby. to talk about this song in a rational way i i really <laughs> think that it hard it's hard to talk about this song uh, without acknowledging that it is a uh possibly um whatever you call the yeah yeah yes whatever you call the strokes and lcd sound system and this like yeah. new york moment there this song is is it has a strong case for being the best song that came out of that, the the most important song that came out of it that that everyone knows. Um, okay. It, now look, all all I have to say about this is that you're totally right. Yes, and, and it's 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 hard to discuss it and figure out what makes it that good. Other than that, it it seems to be a singular, just kind of. Um, uh, you know, uh, a moment of clarity that this band had. Yeah, um, it's weird because I'm pretty sure this. I heard this song before the album came out. Yeah, and I was psyched about. Again, they had nothing else really that I knew. I didn't listen to any of their EPs or anything. Mm-hmm. So um, it was like what I knew about them, and so I was like, "Oh, yeah. f- fuck! Like, what yeah. is this band?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, one thing that I dove into with with this listen when I was critically uh, trying to understand this is that, you know, when, when Karen O sings, my kinds are kind, I'll say the same. It's, it's a devastating moment. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. a, it's quite an insight into, um, you know, infatuation where you, you see Mm. this person, you're like, I'm right for them. 
and uh, you know I'll stay for, I'll stay the same I'll, I'll I'll stay right for you even though you have something else going on you know it's it there there's kind of a a charming desperation in it mm-hmm. um, but here here's the thing every other lyric in the song before this and after it is is repeated like hmm. this is the only lyric that kind of like sticks out um because the first chorus is uh, you know almost maybe there's like one word different but it's yeah. it's word for word repeated i mean the, the first verse and the second verse except for this phrase and that's a good uh, point uh you know it's 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 beautiful to see you know this song that's kind of like built on repetition and uh you know this kind of constant power of the like you know i don't, I don't know what to talk about the the guitar riff like the vibrato guitar riff yeah that suddenly it bursts forth for like you know 10 seconds into like an original lyrical thought and then returns to something that's repeated over and over again it's 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 a it's a good song yeah, it's a it, pretty good song it's uh it's all right um bad. no uh Everything you said is correct. Um, it's one of the few songs where they show like real restraint early on. Mm-hmm, like they mm-hmm. don't do the monster riff after the first yep. chorus. Yeah. Uh, um, which fits well with, it's also the most wistful. Like you said, I think um, uh, the theme is uh, sort of, you know, holding a torch, carrying a torch for somebody who uh, maybe doesn't realize how great you are. Um, uh, but yeah, it's something about the the way the rock is going on underneath her just saying like wait they don't love you like i love you which is just like it's yep. it's one of those anno- lines that's kind of annoying because it's like so simple but it is just perfect like it just yeah. nails the sentiment that it's going for Absolutely. to the point that you're like why can't i do something that's simply beautiful but you know that's yeah. what makes kira no kira no yep um and uh yeah pairing that sort of um that sort of wistful side that she would explore more on later albums than mm-hmm. she does on this one with um you know uh one of their most measured and like you said moment of clarity songs it is funny how much it stands out even now listening to it you're like there are a lot of great fucking songs on here and then this one comes and you're like jesus christ yeah <laughs> they just yeah. like put it all together for this one three minute yeah. bit yeah it's crazy I mean, yeah right right it's it's a really good band that got together to record a song that's even beyond that. That's, yeah, that's, that's like one of the songs of the decade. Yes, if you have, absolutely. You know, if you know about it. Yeah, you can't. You can't talk. I mean, it's a top ten song of of I, the two thousands. I think if I were, I think if I were putting the list together, it would definitely be on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, did you did you see what you did there? Um, yes, I did. <laughs> I saw it, Paul. The next song, uh, Aftermaths, is Wide Control, and that's also one of my favorite songs from this album. Let's listen to it now. Let's do that.
was Y Control. Uh, Paul, this song, I, I feel like the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs bust out of their pop-punk camouflage. Mm. Uh, and here they are, the alternative rock band that wrote and performed this entire album uh, without any camouflage, without any pretension. Uh, here for four minutes, they play a song that could be, I don't know, a Pearl Jam song. Honestly, I was about to say this is the most cliche observation I could make on this podcast, but the way uh, Nick sort of like rolls into mm-hmm. each riff is very Billy Corgan to me. Yes. That yeah. little like at that yeah. bit at the beginning. Yeah. For sure. I mean, this is, yes, this is a song for the people that love alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're rock and wide control. And. Uh, I think this and the 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 last song and the secret song just kind of all kind of come together as a uh, very um, transparent end to the album. Uh, yeah. when you're wondering, is it pop punk? Is it punk? Is it kind of like stadium rock? Whatever. Um, here at the end, you know, after Maps, there's a absolutely beautiful alternative rock song and then two songs that are um just uh uh meaningful and extremely memorable yeah um it's it's really cool no uh each time i've had to fade out of one of these songs as we've been going through it i've been like fuck but <laughs> no, right <laughs> uh white control especially always been one of my favorites on this album would have easily been one of my choices if you had not claimed it first mm-hmm. um uh, it's kind of it's kind of follows the same template as no 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 to me. It's a little bit heavier during the verse parts, but I don't know. Um, mm. ugh, just the speed and heaviness of the riff going on at the same time, with the drums going wild behind it, and then um, I, you know the way that uh, I'm not sure Karen ever really does start screeching on this song. Um, mm-hmm. Considering it's one of their mm-hmm. the latter ones on the album, it's kind of cool. She could, you're right. It's she could be screaming on this album, and she keeps it a hundred percent cool. Yeah, on this track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah said on this track. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this, uh, yeah, that contrast works really well because it's mm-hmm. one of the more sustained hardness songs. But she just sounds, you know, sad again. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's awesome. This uh, this album rules. Um, to my mind, I think the only t- other release where they, after this, where they mm-hmm. just went all in on this kind of guitar rock was the, uh, is, is EP, mm-hmm. which good. Yes. Good fucking EP. Arguably their best release. If you ask me. Um, yeah, I but, love fever to tell. Um, I, I really like show your bones. Uh, great album. I, I actually think, uh, it's blitz is a great album too. Yeah. Um, and that's it, though. Yeah, the mosquito is yeah, some good songs. Yeah, on its blitz. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, uh, show your bones and its blitz, excellent albums. But um, I kind of miss the just you know we're just gonna be rocking like punks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely you know became famous via rock, and then we're like, no, we're gonna be a pop band. Now yeah, but it's still, it's still it's still like chill. It's still a rock band. Uh-huh. It's just not like a rock band. Right. Yes. They did not keep playing pop punk. No. 
And I, and I would still contend they never did. But <laughs> fair enough. But Paul, this this album is uh, it's it's punk with a with a sort of you know melodic pop edge. But yes, pop punk totally is a different thing. Totally. That's all I'm saying. And I mean, I I just have to say, I, um, again, I have to bring it back to be just blown away by this album. It's it's good mm-hmm. from start to finish. Yes. Uh, no matter what context you're listening it in, listening to it in, um. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful, and it's it's like thoughtful and uh, weird, weird. Uh, there's a lot of weirdness to it. So, like, what do you think would separate it from, you know, like if you were to compare this to like, uh, you know, an earlier girl-led mm-hmm. uh, punk rock band like Slater Kenny mm-hmm. or X-Ray Specs or well. Bikini Kill? Like what makes them different? I'm not saying better or worse. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think um, you know, in in the general sense, what we have here is an album that is uh, pop centric mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Like every single song is a song that uh, kind of has that white stripes quality to it, where it's like. We want people to, to sing this song. We want people to know this song. Yeah. And so it's I, like I, a, I think that a sort of Led Zeppelin accessibility. Like Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Totally true. And I, I think that that's what differentiates it from something like X-Ray Specs, which is they were a punk band. And, you yeah. know, they, they had songs, but the, those songs were, you know, part of a very like. Half the time they're trying experience. to annoy you on purpose yeah 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 yeah. and and uh i think the yeah yeah yeahs were not interested in that they were interested in being a very very popular and successful band which they became yes and thank god for at least this one album and a few eps they did it with the might of heavily distorted guitars yes they've they've done well (laughs) they've done well they've they've done right Uh uh-huh by the era and you know, yeah, Karen O as a as a vocalist generally has proved her chops on more mm-hmm. pop oriented songs that aren't even rock at all uh, as a solo artist sometimes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I think those were my final thoughts. Mm. Joe, do you have any others you'd like to bring up? Uh, let's see. Um, you know, I think that the the thing I'd want to close on is how amazing the guitar sounds are. It's so good. This whole album. And and we t- we talked about it, but I, I just think approaching know, approaching peak nineties guitar sounds. Uh, yes. From here. track one through fourteen through the mm-hmm. uh, No, that's wrong. That's wrong. Uh one through twelve. Um mm-hmm. you just have, you know, um riffs that are so thoughtful and so um, committed to what this album is at this very moment, and I, I think that's what makes it stand out. You know, it's it's not um, anything but an excellent album of its moment in two thousand three. Absolutely, uh, I couldn't agree more with that, Joe. We've been listening to the original version of this album. Did you know that there is a deluxe remaster? Uh, yes, I did, Paul, because I've been listening to the. Del- Remaster. So, man, I I gotta go check that out now just to see 
if the guitars become even more awesome mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they fix my complaint about pin clearly being mastered differently, which would be I, I honestly thought about that in preparing for this podcast. Like that would be a good move. So knowing that the remaster exists, I would think that any mastering technician worth his salt would uh, identify that as a high priority task. Mm. Beautiful. Um all right. Everybody, thank you for uh delving into um the yeah yeah yeah's fever to tell for once we picked a band that wasn't just like one we have you know rubbed our crotches over uh over and over and over again for one of these deep dives and um i hope you enjoyed it if you did please check us out savagebeastpod.com at savagebeastpod on twitter uh itunes is dying but i think the podcast part will stay around so whatever they call that you should go rate us and review us and listen to us there and subscribe. And uh, we would really appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you to our sponsor, uh, Midgewan. iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Midgewan on iTunes. Uh, the Kingdom of Polytopia. Yeah. Uh, great game. Yeah. Uh, listen to our sister podcast about uh, Polytopia Tactics. Mm-hmm. Uh, daily episodes. Um, it's called Crab Problems. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs>